family, friends, fellow film fans, and listeners of the Backseat Directors Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to episode 109 of the Backseat Directors Podcast. On today's episode, we've got an incredible show for you. We've got Shay Satmary here for a Defend Your Movies episode. Shay is one of the writers for Backseat Directors, and our long string of writers that we've had on the show for these Defend Your Movies segments, she is the last one. It uh, doesn't mean we're going to stop doing Defend Your Movies episodes, but uh, she is the last writer that's uh, kind of taken part in this uh, fun and more spontaneous thing that we've done, just trying to get creative through the coronavirus pandemic. But uh, I'm happy to have Shay on. This is her first time, so we'll also go through the get to know you questions with her. But listeners, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in, for downloading today's episode. Thanks for showing your support to Backseat Directors. If you want to engage with us online, just reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, I, Me personally, I am most active on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, it's at AC underscore Hutchins. But just type in Backseat Directors anywhere you're on social media and you'll find us there. Also, just check out our website, BackseatDirectors.com. You can find all of our written articles and reviews of new movies uh, and our discussion of old movies as well. So yeah, BackseatDirectors.com. Um, again, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and let's go ahead and welcome Shay to the podcast and let's let's do this. Well, Shay, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Now, Shay, I need to ask you a question that I, I feel embarrassed asking this because I always know you as Shay Malloy, but you, you've been married yeah. since the last time I've actually been able to see you and hang out with you. How do you say your yeah. last name? Sat Mary. Sat Mary. Okay. It is Sat Mary. I'm happy to know that. Thank you for clarifying that for me. But Shay, yep. we have to bring this up, all right? Because this is something our <laughs> listeners don't know. But I know you, Shay, because a long time ago, you dated my little brother for a little bit. I don't know how long. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> like a summer, I believe. Yeah. That's when you guys were in high school. I, 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 don't, I don't know what grade you guys were in, but um, that's when I remember meeting you for the first time. Yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the summer before senior year. So I think... I don't know. Time. Who knows? But yeah. <laughs> fun fact. It is a fun fact. It is a fun fact. But Shay, this is your first time on the podcast. Yeah, I'm honored because I've been a listener for a couple years now. I, well, I'm happy to hear that. I really am happy to hear that. So for our listeners, Shay is a part of our writing team on BackseatDirectors.com. Um, go check out our stuff. She has awesome reviews and some other articles you guys can check out. And, uh, but yeah, she joined the team earlier this year when we launched the website and, but this being her first time on the podcast, Shay, our listeners have to get to know you. And we do that through some get to know you questions. Now for anyone who's, uh, who's also interested, we, there, there's a portion on our website called meet the team. If you click on that link, uh, just in the menu on our website, you can go and actually read all the answers that our writers have, uh, for these questions already. But for those who have not, we're going to go through these again. So, Shay, um, and again, the only difference, the only difference on the website, I gave you uh, the option to have three movies for the first question, but now we're just going to narrow it to one. Shay, first question. If you are stuck on a desert island and you can only bring one movie with you, what movie is it? I would choose Inside Out. Pixar's Inside Out because it's everything you would want in a movie 
And I could watch it. Oh, I've seen it so many times and never get sick of it. Makes you cry, makes you laugh, makes you think. So Shay wrote, um, she wrote a piece called, it was like the seven, the seven most like heart-wrenching moments in Pixar movies. And the one you wrote about Bing Bong, like just reading it, oh, it's know. like, you can't help but like tear up when you think about Bing Bong. He's like such a silly character in that movie, but like what he does and how he helps, um, uh, helps, you know, just everything kind of go back to normal. It's just, it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Even just thinking about it, I have like goosebumps and <laughs> tear up thinking about it. So, so I mean, good. I'm assuming then that is your favorite Pixar movie. It's so hard to say, but it's definitely the one that I feel like I never get sick of. But I love like all Pixar movies. Did you get to see Onward before uh, before the whole coronavirus shutdown and everything? I'm assuming I cut out, but yeah, yeah that was you... the last movie I saw before all of our theaters shut down. <laughs> oh no, that's that's a good movie I do <laughs> have seen as the last movie before the shutdown. But um, and and then there's uh, there's one that's been delayed. Obviously, um, I'm trying to remember the name. Soul. Soul. Yes. Yeah. With um, uh, John Baptiste. Is yeah. The... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one looks good. That one looks really good. Really. It kind good. of gives me inside out feelings vibe just from the like stuff we know about it. So I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Question number two, Shay. Favorite movie theater snack? Uh, it's just the classic popcorn. Um, I don't eat dairy. So it's kind of cool that the movie theater butter they put on it is actually not butter so it's actually vegan and i'm glad that i can still eat it yeah no so that's that's actually something that i learned um a couple years ago so my wife um my wife went vegan a couple years ago and i joined her but i did it for like two months it's like i mean Mm -hmm. i probably eat i don't know maybe like 80 percent vegan so like every now and again like i'll have dairy like last night i had ice cream confession nice (laughs) (laughs) but yes but one of the things that we were like oh no we can't have popcorn at the movie theaters anymore until we learned until we learned that that movie theater butter it's not real butter so yeah and if you think about it it makes sense because it comes out in that big squirt pump bottle like you would hope that's not real dairy just sitting there all day i mean i you would only think i mean because they call they call it you know at least butter flavoring but i just never thought i never thought that it wasn't it wasn't actual dairy but yeah that's good to know okay question number three shay the first movie to make you cry the first one i can remember was the original animated lion king um and i don't know how old i was but i was little but i was obsessed with nala um i my mom likes to tell a story that i would like introduce myself as nala <laughs> so i was probably whatever three four and she's like oh this is my daughter shay and i'd be like no my name is nala and i like had a little plush nala that i would carry everywhere it probably like turned into dust i loved it so hard yeah, but that's cute that's very cute the lion yeah. king is actually i think I think there have been at least three other people that have also said Lion King was the first movie that made them cry. And uh, it definitely was my wife's first movie that made her cry, at least that she remembers as well. So Lion King, definitely a a, a heart-wrenching movie. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And especially, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, for for anyone, you know, born in the the late 90s or grew up with the lion king i mean yeah you would have seen that when you were younger anyway um okay favorite movie director and or actor now i know you said you at least on your answer you said you don't have a favorite director i don't know if your answer has changed since then but what about a favorite 
actor? My favorite actor is Carrie Mulligan. Um, most people would know her from Shoes and Drive, The Great Gatsby. But the first thing I ever saw her in was An Education, which is also one of my favorite movies. And um, I saw it in high school, and it kind of like was one of the movies that got me into film and movies. So, oh, that's great. I still have to go, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. So I mean, I've seen I've seen Education. Um, I, I I don't know if I I'm pretty sure I haven't even seen The Great Gatsby. Which is kind of shocking because I love mm-hmm. I love Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't even seen that movie yet. But um, no, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. I I always appreciate when someone chooses someone that's kind of more maybe a lesser known. You know, not like you know like one of the you know you know not, not something like uh, I'm trying to think of like Margot Robbie. Even though she's an incredible actress, like, you know, like she'd be like you know I don't know top three favorite actresses of on a lot of people list. But um, Carrie Mulligan, that's a great answer. Okay. Shay, last question, and this one's a little tricky, but I know you have an excellent answer, so I'm excited to hear you uh, give your answer on this one. <laughs> but if you could change the ending of any movie, which movie would it be, and how would you change it? So mine would be The Mist, which um, is an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. But um, they changed the ending for the movie, I guess, slightly from the book. I never read the book, but if you've haven't seen it i'm gonna spoil it it's a yeah classic, go, like, go ahead go ahead and spoil King. it it's definitely old enough to 2007 <laughs> good <laughs> um but yeah so they're it's like kind of an apocalyptic post-apocalyptic movie where they're running from the mist kind of like all a quiet place um, yeah. vibes but uh so if you get like engulfed in the mist you die so this family is running away from the mist and then the mist it's supposedly like a terrible terrible death and they're um it if i remember i've only seen it once but they're in like the woods and it's a son and a mom and a dad and um the dad ends up like mercy killing his family because he only has two bullets left Ugh, I remember. and he doesn't want he doesn't want them to die from the mist so he's like well i'll give them a peaceful death and then like literally seconds later the u.s army comes and saves him and like gets rid of the mist and he has to live with that so (laughs) so i remember seeing it and i was like no (laughs) okay so now how would you change it how would you change it Uh, um it's a great question (laughs) i guess i just wish that he had enough bullets to kill himself because I didn't I wouldn't want it to be like sunshine and rainbows but it would have been just a little bit less terrible for me to like uh have the army come and just find this family in their car and they all like could die together and like a notebook ending they got to die together that's a good one I have not seen the mist in years it's been a long time but I I I remember enjoying it when I saw it so I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one well, it's, it sounds good. It sounds good. Okay, Shay, awesome. Excellent answers. Let's go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast and why you're on. You are here to defend your movies. But, Shay, I know there was a movie that was already picked on a previous episode. Why don't you tell the listeners what that movie was because that was one, part of your original three. But then we'll get into your three that you are going to defend right now. Uh, so some movies that I was going to choose that already got picked was a knight's tale (laughs) um atlantis the disney animated one and then a goofy movie which i still cannot believe that has a rotten score it's 
I know it's shocking. <laughs> it really is shocking. Well, I think <laughs> I think two of those. I think um, a goofy movie and a Knight's Tale were both picked by my sister Samantha. I think. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. She snaked him. She did. She did. But uh, I mean, I I don't I don't want to you know not have or give you the opportunity to show share your love for those movies. So I want that's why I wanted you to say which movies you had originally chosen anyway. Um, but Atlantis that that was one that uh, Parker picked, I believe. Um, yeah. I heard recently that it's being made into a live action movie. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, you just never know with those, I guess. Um, some of them I really enjoy the Disney remakes, but then they'll just keep pumping them out because they're money makers. So we'll see. Okay, it well, all depends on definitely depends on who they cast. I think. Yes, I agree. D- detour conversation because Shay, I know you're a big Disney fan, so I I want to know just like real quick your thoughts on like the live action Disney movies, which ones you have liked and which ones maybe you have not liked. What do you think? So my favorite, the remake with uh, Emma Watson and Dan Stevens. Yes. Yes. I love that one. Yes. Yeah. I feel like they changed it just enough to make it feel fresh. And I think that's important with a remake. Like if you try to do like a shot for shot exact remake of the animated, it's kind of like, what's the point is my opinion. Um, so I think it's all about like balance, like adding in some fresh scenes, some fresh takes. Even like I like how they added a new song, the Evermore that Dan Stevens sang as the Beast. That was actually like one of my favorite songs from it. So I think that's important. It's just to like mix it up a little bit, and I think that why is like why that one's successful for me. What about your least favorite? Oh. I'm trying to even think of all of them. So uh, there's only one that well, I guess if you include the the Disney Plus um, um, Lady and the Tramp. I haven't seen that one, but I also oh. I, I, I never saw the Dumbo uh, remake. I never saw that yeah. one. So. Yeah, I haven't seen them all, which is part of the problem. Like, I, I haven't seen Cinderella, which I've heard that one oh, really? is pretty good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. That one is good. It is, yeah. Uh, uh, Jungle Book, I thought. I actually really liked Jungle Book. It was way Same. more intense than I anticipated, but I enjoyed it. Um, the Lion King was just okay for me. I loved Timon and Pumbaa and like their fresh personalities. They yeah. brought like actors brought to it, but, um, yeah, like I said, they're fun, but I love when Disney pumps out original stuff more. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I, I wanted to, it's interesting that you said the, the, uh, that solo song evermore from, uh, Beauty and the Beast. When I first saw the movie, I, you know, it's not a song that's included in the animated version. And so I, 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 I didn't, I didn't really like it that much at first, but I've since seen the movie a handful of times and it's, it's quickly become like one of my favorite songs from the entire movie. It's, it's a beautiful song. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think it added depth to the story and definitely like, um, gave you more insight into the beast and who he was. Yeah, so. definitely. Okay. Well, you got to watch Cinderella. If you... If you I have, will. Yeah, watch Cinderella. It's very good. I I really like it, and it's got um, the prince. Um, oh, it's just one of the few that's not on Disney Plus yet. So I'm just waiting for. Them oh, that's to weird. Get I the didn't rights even back. Realize that it, it it's not on Disney Plus. I mean, it's, it, it's a movie. I think it was one of the very first. Like when they kind of. I mean, I get you can't. Say, you know, they were, Disney has been making the live action ones for a while. I mean, if you think about like. Uh, um, 
you know, like the 101 Dalmatians when Glenn Close was Corella and stuff like that. Like they've been making them, but like Cinderella is what really kind of started kind of this, you know, big trend of Disney remaking them. But, um, but I own it because that's, that's how much I really liked it. I mean, I think it's a good movie. So yeah, definitely check that one out. Um, but okay, Shay, I digress. Let's get back into your defend your movies. And why don't you go ahead and introduce the first movie that you would like to defend? All right. Um, so as we kind of discussed, some of my other picks got chosen. So I pivoted and um, went with kind of a Christmas theme. So all my movies have to do with Christmas or are Christmas movies. I like so it. the first I one like I'm going for today is The Polar Express, which um, was came out in 2004. It's got 56% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and 63% from the audience. This is another one of those um popular movies adapted into or uh, adapted from a very popular children's book have you read the book were you familiar with the book before you saw the movie yeah i remember like reading it as a kid and then enjoying the movie as well as a kid well then yeah i mean i guess you're the perfect person to defend this movie then (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this movie this and I mean, I, I'm a little bit older, but this movie came out when I was uh, I was not in the U.S. I was on my mission in Argentina, so I didn't see this movie until after I got home. But this is a, a, a the book I was unfamiliar with. I, I hadn't read this as a kid, so my whole experience mm-hmm. was just the movie. So why do you think? Why do you think though? Because the critics are really split. I mean, 56 percent essentially means half of the critics that rate you know re- rated and review the movie liked it, and the other half didn't. So why why do you yeah. think it was split like almost fifty fifty? Well, based like just kind of perusing what they said, it I feel like it all boiled down to like the animation style, because um, it was like one of the first all digital capture films yep. according to IMDb. But so like most of the reviews, the critics either loved that that it was like breaking technology barriers, or they hated it and said it looked like creepy and waxy. <laughs> so that seemed to be like the main reason people didn't enjoy it but i remember like as a kid i was 11 when it came out so like perfect target audience for it um but i thought it was so cool yeah yeah I, and i think i think for a lot of people that do enjoy this movie it did come out at a time in which you were the intended audience for the movie yeah because and this is what i meant earlier shay when i said this is the first time it's happened on one of the defend your movies episode you picked a movie that I actually don't like. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it's not that I don't I don't like it. My wife, because she loves this movie, and so we still watch it every year, you know. Yeah. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of the movie. Um, <laughs> but there there are aspects of the movie that I, it, it it's always, like, how the elves are depicted and how the elves kind of, like, interact within, like, the North Pole and stuff like that. Um, but again, again. I know so many people love this movie. And so this is not for me to say why I don't like it. This is for you to say why you do like it. <laughs> well, that's valid for sure. Um, I feel like another reason I loved it, not just like for nostalgia, but even watching it as an adult is like the Easter eggs or the mysteries. Um, like there's a lot that you can catch from multiple viewings um, about how time works yeah. on their journey on the train. Um, so that, like that stuff makes it still like exciting as an adult to watch. And I love the music. The, I, the music is definitely one of the stronger parts of the movie. Um, it's Josh Groban, right? Isn't Josh Groban the one that's, uh, he, he, he even wrote, 
I don't know if he wrote that original song for for Polar Express, but um, when Christmas comes to town, let me see. Well, there's that one, but it there's um there's one that's um uh oh yeah if you, yeah Josh yeah yeah Rubin does that one yeah yep. see that that has in my opinion it's even transcended the movie to where that song has become it's become like a Christmas classic in my opinion it's it's yeah. a great song and I, yeah I feel that way with like hot chocolate that Tom Hanks sings and um when Christmas comes to town which is like the sad one that gets you yeah so. yeah. No, that's for a great. Me, that it really is, is a good choice for a Christmas movie. Thanks. So it, I'm assuming it is one that you probably watch every year to kind of get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, for sure. And I love um, Tom Hanks. So anytime I even just get to hear, like, I love him as a voice actor, and you get to kind of see his weird, waxy face in what eight different roles he plays in it. So yeah, it's no, just entertaining. Yeah, because very similar to kind of the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. Um, Tom Hanks voices multiple characters in in Polar Express, definitely. Yeah. So so this is what the critics' consensus says on Rotten Tomatoes. says, though the movie is visually stunning overall, the animation for the human characters isn't like life enough, and the story is padded. So you already addressed uh, kind of what the critics were saying about kind of the waxy look of the characters, but I I don't think this is a fair critique anyway because, one, this movie came out in 2004, Mm-hmm. animation is still the technology is still progressing this is very different than any other kind of animated movie at the time you know kind of uh, very different from the style of a lot of the pixar movies and the dreamworks movies as well and i think that they they chose to go a different route and not be like everything else and i, I don't know if that's something that they should be critiqued for so i'm with you on that i'm with you Shay. yeah <laughs> So, um, like Shay already said, 56% on the tomato meter, uh, coming in, uh, 208, uh, reviews submitted from critics and then a 63% on audience score with over 242,000 user ratings submitted. So there's obviously more love from the audience. Um, and Shay's one of them. So (laughs) (laughs) it's still pretty close though. I feel like oftentimes the critic and the audience score differ a lot, but those are pretty close. Well, that's a good segue into your next movie then, because your next yeah. movie is pretty—it's pretty split. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, well, I actually wanted to make one more mention of this, um, and this was something that I learned recently. I didn't—I never realized that the director for Polar Express is Robert Zemeckis, and Robert Zemeckis yeah. is a legend in Hollywood. He has directed some of the most incredible films, and I mean, and he's worked with Tom Hanks before. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yep. And Castaway. Yep. Back to the Future. I mean, these yeah. you know, iconic movies. Really, really great movies. So, um, and just speaking of too, how I mentioned there's like little Easter eggs or like mysteries throughout it. There's a flux capacitor in the background of one of the scenes. So, really, no way. Yeah. <laughs> this Christmas, that. you guys will have to try to find it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know the scene then. Yeah. Wow, I I never knew that. I never once knew that. Yeah, so that's cool. That's very cool. I like when directors or like people do that. I think it's fun. No, that is very cool. I like that. That's cool. Is that something that you caught on your own, or or did someone maybe give you a hint? Because I've, ne- I've, I've never noticed it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. But... Awesome. Okay, well, Shay, let's go ahead and get into your next movie then. And like we already said, this one is very split from the critics and the audience as well. Yeah. Which surprised me. So it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 version with Jim Carrey. 
which I would say is his most role, but I'm biased, obviously, since I love the movie. <laughs> this movie is fantastic. It really is. It really is. So, and I think, I think maybe why there's more people that have a hard time with this movie is because of Jim Carrey and kind of his comedic style. Are you a fan of Jim Carrey? Yeah. Same yeah. here. Same yeah. here. I love Jim Carrey. So for me, this yeah. movie works. It works brilliantly. <laughs> yeah. And he just like did such an incredible job. I remember like as a kid too, watching like the behind the scenes on the DVD extras and like how they put all that extra like work into his costume. And I just like appreciate it so much. All the costuming and the like set decoration in this film is amazing. It really is. I mean, and you think about, you know, bringing the, you know, Whoville to life. I think, I think so many people are so used to seeing, you know, that 30 minute cartoon of how the Grinch stole Christmas and the who's and Whoville. It's all kind of quirky and silly and, you know, and fun. And Mm -hmm. I, I think they really brought that cartoon to life. They really did. Yeah. And it came out in 2000. So it's 20 years old now. And just like this last Christmas watching it, I was like, no way. This is like, it still looks so good and it holds up, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. So let, let, I'm going to just go ahead and get into the numbers real quick. So uh, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says Jim Carrey shines as the Grinch. Unfortunately, it's not enough to save this movie. You'd be better off watching the TV cartoon. So listeners, as you guys can already surmise, Shay and I completely disagree with with the critics' consensus. It, it is it completely split on the critic side, 50%, 140 um, submitted reviews from the critics, but it is a 50%. Um, but I, I'm with you. And kind of like Polar Express, there's that song that, um, um, Where Are You Christmas? Isn't that the name of the song? Yeah. That mm-hmm. that also came from a movie that now has become, for me, an instant like Christmas classic. Like that is a yeah. great song. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even just like talking about it, like goosebumps again, <laughs> gets you in the feels. But I feel like a lot of the critics criticized um, Ron Howard and like said like, he didn't live up to their expectations for him being director. But I thought he did a great job, and I like honestly like still quote so many of the lines with my family members. It's such a, it's just got such good lines, and it's so funny. Um, and for me, it reminds me of Elf, which has an eighty-four percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes that came out in 2003. So pretty like same era. Yeah. I think it's just as funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. That's really, I love that you brought up the, the quoting ability of this movie because it is highly, highly quotable. I, I, I'm with you. Like I, I, every Christmas I feel like I find, I find myself with my family, like my siblings, and we're always quoting this movie. It's so yeah. quotable. It's so, so quotable. Um, Especially like during quarantine, the line where he's um, like eating an onion and he goes, am I eating because I'm bored? <laughs> like I say that like once a week. I'm like, is that one? So <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Yeah. The, the, that whole scene, that whole scene when he's like, you know, talking to himself in, in his cave or whatever, like the, those, yeah. that, those are classics. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he's doing the echo <laughs> and, um, I asked you first. <laughs> like, I'm an idiot. So You're an yep. idiot. 
<laughs> yeah especially like as a kid we thought that was i mean i still think it's genius but as a kid that's so funny yeah no it's very good and i and i like the cast i think uh um uh martha may uh yeah <laughs> played by uh, christine baranski i she she is so great in this movie she really is yep. like like she kind of it's she has to be kind of over the top dramatic in a lot of her scenes but it's not in my opinion it's not like eye rolling type of a performance like it's just like she's a who in whoville right. i think it's great right it's based off a of dr seuss like you want it to be care like over overly characterized i think so yeah she does great and the, she has another line we i quote a lot too where she like has this chandelier and is bragging about it to uh cindy lou's mom <laughs> says it's it's over it's handcrafted and over a hundred years old <laughs> Like, I, I just love that part. <laughs> yeah, no, her, they're kind of like uh, back and forth because uh, yeah. um, Betty, it's Betty Lou who uh, she's Betty played Lou. by by Molly Shannon. You know, Molly mm-hmm. Shannon has her SNL roots and stuff like that. But I thought she's she Molly Shannon is really good in this movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this it's this is I really really enjoy this Christmas movie. And yes, being twenty years old, I think the movie has held up very well. Well, and it checks checks another good box that it's like heartwarming. Like I still, you still root for him and you like get excited when his heart grows at the end and he like (laughs) makes, you know, you know, it's going to end that way. But at least for me, like I'm still just like excited and that for him and it's it's good. Yeah, no, that's great, Shay. That's great. So um, I said there was 140 um, uh, critics or reviews submitted split 50% on the audience side. It's a 56% um, with just under a million user ratings submitted. So a lot of people wanted to give their opinion on this movie. Uh, (laughs) Approximately 949,000. So um, another great movie. Good choice. Good choice, Shay. Good choice. Okay. Let's go. Let's continue our Christmas trend and talk about your last movie. Yeah. So this one was always on my list. Written and directed by Nancy Myers, who's done like The Intern, the Lindsay Lohan version of Parent Trap, Something's Gotta Give. But it has, I think, a really great cast as well. Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, um, Jude Law, Jack Black, which I love Jack Black. And I think this is my favorite movie he's ever done or like my favorite role for Jack Black. Nice, nice. I know. And I know a lot of people love like his over the top humor but i i think it was like really impressive to see him like drop it down the tone but still be really funny and quirky um but in like a lovable way so that's another reason why i love it because i think he did a really great job breaking his tight cast or his stereotype yep yeah no and and that's i that's a great way to explain it because he as as charming and likable as jack black is like Cause he is, he is just magnetic and not just how easy he is to, to, you know, to be liked. He it's, his role is so different than any other movie mm-hmm. that I've really seen him in, in the holiday. And I think he does pull it off. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it, he's very good. He's very good in this movie. He's like soft instead of over the top when he <laughs> yeah. normally is like harsh. And another cool thing I like about it or another, um, actor i enjoy is rufus sewell i think is how you say his name the antagonist for kate winslet's storyline yes and he he's always just such a good villain you just see his face and you get creeped out (laughs) well and he's the same guy from uh from a a knight's tale as well yep yeah 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's when I see him. That's I, I always think of a Knight's Tale, and so him continuing his role as villain, it definitely plays yeah. very well in, in the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> and he plays um, a bad guy in the, the Amazon show Man in High Castle. Oh, I've never, never seen, seen it. That. Uh-uh, I've never yeah. seen it. Uh uh-uh. uh. I've heard oh, it's yeah. good. I've heard it's very good. villainous in that as well. <laughs> So this is the least Christmassy movie of the three I picked, um, and it has the lowest score of 49% from the critics, but 80% audience. Yeah, yeah. So more people agree with me on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen this movie until my wife introduced it to me a number of years ago, um, and and I like it. I like it. It, it kind of plays into the same vein of a lot of those, um, you know, movies like um, Valentine's Day or, you know, where they have like a big, a big group of like well-known actors come and play and some of these kind of more romantic comedy type movies. Um, yeah. And so when I, when my wife was like, let's watch the holiday, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to watch it, but I, <laughs> it's a very charming movie. It really is. And, and I like it. And what I, one of the, the parts of the movie that I, I really, really appreciate is I really enjoy Kate Winslet's story. I really enjoy kind of her, you know, coming out of her shell type um, journey that she has, but also befriending um, the older gentleman next door. I forget his name. Arthur. Oh, yes, Arthur. That's right. Um, here, let me see if I have played. Him. Yeah, he's played by Eli Wallach. Yeah, Eli Wallach. So their their relationship and the friendship that they that they um, create within the movie the story of the movie, I think is beautiful. And that's one of my favorite parts yeah. of the movie. That, and that's from the first time that I saw I it. And even every time I go back and uh, I've seen this movie, um, that's what really stands out to me. I think it's, it's so genuine and so beautiful that even if, you know, it's not a romantic ro- friendship or anything, but, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's just something about that, about her, her, you know, appreciation and respect toward him as, you know, the experience in life that he's lived and also the advice and like wisdom that he imparts to her. Like, it's just, it's just beautiful. I love that part. I I definitely agree because like the other storylines, like Cameron Diaz storyline, which I I still really enjoy with Jude Law there, but it's more predictable, just like kind of a classic rom-com back and forth. Um, So definitely I love her iris is kate winslet's character's name iris and arthur they're definitely elevate the movie i think to a new level yeah so as shay was saying um it was a 49 percent from the critics uh so almost a 50 50 split from 156 submitted reviews from critics on rotten tomatoes 80 percent by the audience with over 507,000 user ratings submitted so definitely definitely a movie that is much more enjoyed by the audience but i'm i'm with you shay i like this movie i think it's a good it's it's a really good romantic comedy. Um, you were you were talking about uh, the director. What what else has she directed? Nancy Myers. So so yeah, she did the intern. Um, oh, Karen that's Trapp. right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the movie good. I was trying to remember. Yes, the intern. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I really yeah. love that movie. I I know not a lot of people are fans of Anne Hathaway, but I this is one of my favorite movies that she plays in. So I I like Nancy mm-hmm. Myers and the, at least the movies that I've seen of hers, I think they're good. I think they're good. Yeah, I agree. And just one other thing that I love about the holidays, the soundtrack, um, which I'm a big soundtrack person, but Hans Zimmer did this one as well. And what? No. And it plays like a yeah, and it plays a big role in the movie too because Jack Black's character Miles is a film score composer. So. Whoa! 
Shay, you just That's totally dropped some knowledge. Seven. You just totally dropped some knowledge <laughs> that I was totally unaware of. I Hans Zimmer is one of my all-time favorite composers, and I had no idea he composed this. What? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Whoa, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's awesome. Like, that's one of the another soundtrack I'll listen to all year round, just even though it's from a Christmas movie. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this because I I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and the music like plays a big role for Arthur's storyline too, because Miles writes the song um, to like get him the courage to go and accept that award. Right. The uh, Writers Guild or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like that song, even just when I'm like feeling down, I'll put it on and it gets me pumped up. So that's awesome. Well, Shay, you picked three great movies. I two two of them I genuinely love. One I'm still yeah. learning to love. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, but that's why you're here. You're defending your movie, so I love it. I love it. Well done. Well done. You did great, Thanks. Shay. Thank you. Okay, well, Shay, um, we're at the end of the podcast. Um, this is when we tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want to follow you online or check out any of your social media pages. Obviously, listeners, if you want to go check out her writing on Backseat Directors, just go to backseatdirectors.com. Um, but what about any other way if uh, our listeners want to reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, you can look at my stuff on Backseat Directors. I'm also a photographer and a teacher, um, but I have a photography page on Instagram if you want to follow that. It's uh, Shay Patrice Photo, and that's basically it. Okay, but what about – I have to bring this up because oh, I actually yes. I actually love following your other Instagram. <laughs> I love it. You got to talk about that one. So my husband and I are, like, big board game geeks too, Um and so we have a Instagram page where we post ones we like. We've been doing a lot of two-player ones since a lot of people are in quarantine still with their significant others. But it is at the sapped meeples because a meeple is what like a little um, like pawn is called in board yeah. games. Yeah. Which some people don't know. So and then our last name is Sat Mary. That's why it's the Sat Meeples. Well, I I love it, Shay. Now you, you and Thanks. your husband, you guys, you guys. You guys just seem to have a great friendship and just, you know, a lot of shared interests and hobbies and stuff like that. So I think that's awesome. But Shay, thanks so much for joining us. Listeners, thank you for having me. Shay, thank you. No, honestly. And uh, I have to mention this one thing. I've been going in order from just alphabetically from from name. And so Shay has patiently, patiently (laughs) waited her turn as we've gone to the very end of everyone else that's been on the podcast. But Shay, I'm very much very much appreciate you uh coming on the podcast so um and listeners thank you thank you for downloading today's episode we hope you guys enjoyed uh the show today and uh until next time we'll see you guys uh later the backseat director's theme song is let's go to the movies by ozo motley you can find the album ozo motley presents ozo kids and all of their other music on itunes The Backseat Directors Podcast is available to download on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and most other podcast platforms. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.